The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Beauty is Found Within podcast, hosted by the beautiful Pippa Leslie. Pippa will be speaking about hers, other spiritual stories, perspectives, and journeys, so we can in turn find the right match of resonance that speaks to our heart and souls. Each week, she will be sharing topics around spirituality, manifestation, mindset, self-love, and personal growth, as well as personal interviews with our fellow soul family and friends. Hi guys, welcome back to the Beauty is Found Within podcast. Today I am so giddy to speak to an amazing woman who I've literally just been following recently and I'm actually reading her book. Her name is Callista and I'm so excited to speak to her today. Hi Callista. Hi Pippa. Hi everyone listening. So happy to be here. So am I. I'm so, so excited to talk to you today about so many things and ask you so many things. So first off, do you want to tell the listeners a bit about you and what you do in this lifetime? Yes. So I am a writer and teacher of practical ascension. So raising and expanding our consciousness. And I write a lot about angels and unicorns and connecting with nature. And I've just finished my second book, the Female Archangels Evolutionary Teachings to Heal and Empower Your Life. And I'm finding that this book is really speaking to so many of us who are just ready to heal the inner stories, hang-ups, fears, and really step up and step out into all that we are. So I'm I'm excited to share some of the angel teachings if they come forward today. Me too. And I've obviously been connecting a lot more to my guides lately and I I like a lot of people listening right now I I really didn't didn't know there was female archangels like well you know because I I always connected to Raphael and Gabriel and Michael and Emmanuel like they're the ones that kind of were coming through to me so I just want you to kind of like talk more about because obviously you know reading your book I've started it it's amazing and I'm so drawn to it like because it's just so it's like a new way of like seeing the world as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a brand new way to connect with the angels, but also this is it. it. It changes our perspective and allows the feminine within us, whether we're male or female in body or whatever gender we identify with, to really speak and be heard. And this year, 2020, is all about breaking down limitations, falsehoods, illusions, excuse me and just even just clearing there (laughs) every time like a cough um, when I'm sharing by the angels it's always like a confirmation so they're just confirming that that we are we're breaking down all the limiting especially in 2020 and why that is happening is because of 
the transition from the Piscean Age into the Aquarian Age, from the patriarchy and the overuse of the masculine into bringing back the feminine so we can live in balance. But in order to do that, we have to break down the old. And so the Archaea, the female archangels, are responding to this call that's happening globally right now, but also within us. You know, we're being looked at, we're being forced to look at ourselves in a, in a new way because of the lockdown and everything that's happening. We're given a chance to reevaluate our lives and asking the question, are we living our life in balance? And in alignment with all that we are. And the Archaea, the female archangels, can really escort us through these times that we're living in and help us to just increase our intuition so that we can trust ourselves, our inner being, and also help us to connect more with our divinity and our soul's calling and bring everything into alignment so that we can really just this life and make it our best life and then from that space contribute to a new earth that's being built right now one of freedom and one of balance I love that because like when I'm talking to you I'm just getting so many messages coming through like ask this ask that ask this but the, um, <laughs> the one thing that I really wanted to talk to you about because I've just literally read this yesterday while I was in the garden sunbathing soaking up the sunshine in the UK was your story from when you were little because I'd people listening what happens is you know and not saying traumas but anything that happens significant in your life you do tend to forget about it because you're so young and I remembered a few years ago that when I was little probably about three maybe four I I sent a huge orb in my room and reading your book yesterday and connecting to you know you seeing something similar when you were little it just really mm-hmm. made me think wow I wonder what that was and I wonder who it was so you know, I have an idea, but I just want to kind of touch on that because I think people listening may have had similar experiences, but maybe forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I find that many people have, and when they start connecting consciously with angels and inviting them into their life, they have the remembrance of connecting with them when they were younger. And the experience that you had of seeing, and I, I truly believe it was your guardian angel, that came forward and you saw the bright light and then the light expanded. And and, and I've heard this so many times, Pippa, and I've experienced it myself, you know, seeing when I was six years old, the light of my angel expand and expand until it slowly enveloped me and my dog at the time who, um, who used to always sleep on my bed with me at nighttime. And I asked that angel to come forward for protection, but often they can come forward because the innocence and the purity is just, it's so, we're so open when we're children. The life hasn't made an impression on us. We don't have the densities and the cynical views. We're just open and we see the eyes through wonderment. And the angels often will come in and connect with us when we're from our children just for for play for fun for um support and so I think many have these experiences I've definitely heard many experiences of guardian angels coming forward and manifesting as lights especially as well when we do feel 
uh, when we start to feel like we need sort of protection or something scares us because of course when we're young um, we are open to everything and I just even watched my my eldest who's just turned five Remen he's so aware and we often talk about angels and bring um, the archangels and the archaea into his room before he goes to sleep consciously to to support him because he feels everything I think he's going to be a medium when he's older because he often talks about having a hundred minds and his one mind and all these beings going through him (laughs) and it's it's quite fascinating but when you had that experience when you were younger and then you relate that now to when you connect with angels does it feel the same like does it give you the same sense of of peace yeah I just felt safe I felt safe and I felt protected and every day, you know, I, I affirm when I meditate, you know, I am guided, I'm safe, I'm protected. And I feel like I really resonate with obviously what you say because of what I teach too. And it's because I am such an innocent soul, like as a, not a naive soul, but everyone would describe me as like very innocent and childlike because I have this, I have this view of life that I still you know as a child I still have that view on life like Disney makes me just you should see my house Callista it's like full of Disney things and I've got big (laughs) splashbacks in my kitchen and do you know what I hid it away for so long after leaving high school and the so you know the social norms and you know your friends saying you know you're too old for Disney grow up blah blah all the kind of things that you know that's the thing what happens being from being a child you Mm -hmm. start to go to high school you want to fit in especially being a woman you know that's kind of one of our values before we have a shift and awakening you want to fit in you know Mm -hmm. be like everyone else but Mm -hmm. the more I've embraced Disney the more I've actually realized it's it makes me see the magic in life and when I'm outside I am like a little kid like if I see a butterfly flying past me I'm like oh my god there's a butterfly and I say hi to them (laughs) and it's you know it's such a it's such an amazing way to be because I mean that's why I can't wait to be a mother I'm not a mother yet but I know I'm going to be one day soon I'm just going to just be so sat on the floor with them in the same awe of them with the world because I connect so much with with everything Oh, and you know what's really beautiful is the fact that even if somebody wasn't like that, but then they start to um, have children, you that, that's a happy side effect of becoming a mum or a dad is the fact that your children help to reawaken that innocence and that wonder. And so you have that already. So I can tell you're going to be just an incredible mother Thank you. and really, yeah, just, oh, I, I hope, I hope your beautiful babies your beautiful soul babies come into your life soon I've already met her I've met her in uh, so that's what I'll talk to you about next is because she is one of my guides at the moment she is my playful guide and my fun guide and she keeps me connected to Disney I know her name she's Mm -hmm. called Belle of course because Beauty and the Beast is my favorite (laughs) and I've actually spoke about this to anyone else apart from my partner and and close friends but yeah like when I connected to my guides a few weeks ago fully because I'd never done that before and I was thinking why have I never done that and a really good friend just got me to connect to my spirit guides and uh, you know both two were male and one was uh, Raphael which was incredible and you know 
Belle was there and she was playing hide and seek and she was like, one minute, mommy, I'll be there in a minute. And it was just such an amazing experience to like meet you. You know, I'd, I'd met her before in previous meditations, where mm-hmm. she'd, like come in and sit on my knee and she's such a beautiful soul. And she's like, loves, it's a bit like me when I was little, she loves life. She makes connections wherever she goes. She's got a pure soul. And I, it just, you know, to have her as one of my guides, because every time I do connect to her, she says, see you soon, mommy, see you soon. It's like, it's, you know, I come out, I'm in tears and in happy tears because it's such an amazing thing because she's actually within me. It, it just, it's incredible. Yeah. You know, my first book, Unicorn Rising, I write about the journey of Rowan, my first, first child coming through. And he was a spirit guide for me for two years. And honestly, just listening to you just reminds me of that beautiful time that we spent together. And he would channel through inner child meditations for the the group that I had. I used to have a holistic centre and I would do workshops and uh, psychic development classes. And he would come in often and share and be the one channeling the meditations. And it was just, oh, yeah, (laughs) he first he first chose to manifest as a little girl because I was with another partner at the time and and then once that relationship shifted and when I actually fell pregnant with Rowan I was so convinced that Rowan was going to be a little girl that I painted the nursery everything was pink and (laughs) had big unicorns in the room and then when I went to for my scan to confirm the sex I was told he was a male and honestly I looked at the person scanning and I said no you've got it wrong please scan again. So you, have, you, have you just got the one child Callista? No I've got three. Oh right are they all boys? Um, they are uh, I've got Eden who's another boy and then Amaya who's just turned one she's a girl. Maybe she was the one then that was going to come later on because I keep feeling that I keep thinking I wonder if Belle might be like a second or a third child but I'm so like you she's so like ready to come she's like I want to she's just so impatient she's like but I just know that it's when the timing's right it will and coming to talk about you know being a mother is the whole when I've connected to Mary Magdalene like I really want to talk to you about that because again me talking about this is standing in your truth it's the listeners thinking you know I want to open people up to the possibilities of who you can connect who you can channel and when I connect to Mary Magdalene which I have done a few times I quickly, like quick story, I lost my, my nan in 2017. I was really close to her and that was kind of a bit of a catalyst to my spirituality too. I was spiritual prior to her her dying, but well, I don't even like using mm-hmm. the word dying. I always say, you know, transitioning, transition to the, the spirit world, but it kind of mm-hmm. made me, you know, go deeper. And for me with my nan, it was kind of like, she was very religious. She was a Catholic and she went to church and it was lovely because we used to go with her and we'd light a candle and do our prayers. And when I did this this nine day uh, connected to the goddesses codes about two years ago, I was really interested in it. I, I'd i never connected to my nan in the spirit world and I did a channel, uh, a chant for Mother, not Mother Earth, it's for uh, Mer- Mother Mary, sorry. And I know she's different to Mary Magdalene, but when mm-hmm. I connected to Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary, I connected to my nan and it was a profound moment for me. I'd just gone to see her in the spirit world and I connected to her. And I remember my friend was with me and she was meditating with me while I did it because I had to listen to these codes and chant them. And when I came out of it, it was like the big gasp of air because I'd been under in this, you know, 
it must have been out of body at some extent because I come back and I took this big gasp of air and I burst into tears because I'd just connected to her for the first time. And since then, I've not really connected to her much, but I just know I've got this really strong pull and connection to Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I can feel I can feel them Me coming too. forward as we're as we're talking. You know, Mary Magdalene featured. Well, she features definitely in Unicorn Rising, but she she's she's a big force in the female archangels because, you know, Mary Magdalene or Mary of Bethany, her name in that lifetime that she shared with Jesus, um, is really. Her story is really our collective story because she was viewed as a prostitute, but of course she wasn't. She um, and her suppression and her the way that she was judged is really the bigger story of how the feminine has been judged over the last two thousand years. And we were talking before we went on air about how much Mary Madeline is a guiding force with so many empowered women and men um, for the divine feminine to really rise. And there is an angel who's so connected with her. In fact, this angel was the uh, very much part of the spirit team for Mary of Bethany. And often in other books, this angel has been said that she is Mary Magdalene, but they are two separate beings. And this angel is called Archaea Mercy, and she is the other half of Archangel Azrael. Because angels, they, they really don't have gender, but they have vibrations. They have a ma- masculine vibration, which we've connected with for so long in the patriarchy, seeing angels as masculine. But they also have a feminine vibration. And they have a unified vibration, so they can come forward with no sort of sense of male-female. But the feminine, the other half of Azrael, the angel of transition, sometimes called the angel of death, is mercy. And mercy teaches us about kindness. Her word actually derives from that word merced, meaning kindness. (coughs) Excuse me. And she was a guiding force for Mary Magdalene and really helped her to um guide her love guide jesus on his path encourage him to really follow his wisdom and his his path of empowering humanity and really this is what archaea mercy and mary madeline help us with to embrace our soul's calling our soul's path you know that burning desire and passions within us to really bring them forward to fruition yeah I feel like and they both, yeah. I, I do feel like Go she's ahead. come through a lot for me lately because of me standing in my truth like I've had a few things come up for me while I've been standing in my truth more you know of the whole I should back down I should dim a little bit and you know my other guides who come through they they actually show me visions of different things of like you know, things I've never heard of and, you know, words I've never heard of. And that's how I know it's coming from, you know, a, high, a higher source and my higher self. And with with you saying that, you know, kindness, I would always say kindness is my middle name. I'm always kind and I know our, our original human nature is, you know, the reverence for all life, the kindness, the gentleness mm-hmm. and the service to others. And every day I try to, I try my hardest to, to live by those four virtues because, you know, I always you probably re- resonate with this Callista is that you know even from being a young age I was a deep thinker 
I would ask questions about everything. My parents would just be like, oh my God, here she goes asking questions again. <laughs> I was just so inquisitive and I was very just open to everything. And I had, you know, imaginary, fr- imaginary friends and, you know, I, I, li- I believed in furries and because I was such into Disney. And I think as I got older as well, like you said, you suppress that because it's, you're not a child mm-hmm. anymore. It's like, oh, grow up and you want to fit in with different people. But while I've been connecting more in the last couple of weeks and I had that huge shift with Mother Earth, which was just incredible, I feel like Mary Magdalene is coming through because last week I channeled Jesus for the first time and he was very brief and he told me about his disciples. He said he did have his disciples and he told me that, you know, he passed his message on, you know, to spread the word Mm -hmm. of God. Now, people listening, they would I I know I can feel it right now. People would be listening and thinking, oh God, you're thinking of God from Christianity. It's not the case. Like I, you know, they're all Mm -hmm. one. Like I'm, I say the universe because that's what makes me feel more comfortable. But I would be afraid of saying God in the past because I think it was too, you know, Catholic or Christianity. And it's not, it's just how you perceive things. So when Jesus came through to me, I was a little bit, oh, but you know he still was a person he still he still did what he did he still you know he just did amazing things in his lifetime but when he came through to me with other people who were guiding me that day it was just a message of you know he he was teaching someone else's message and that is the that is Mm -hmm. the thing so you know when we when we learn something from someone we pass it on we pass it on we pass it on we pass it on that's how teachings have gone throughout the entire world from the beginning of time and I feel like that was what he was saying to me is that it's okay to you know keep spreading the word of God spreading the word of the universe spreading the word of mother earth and to keep standing in your truth and don't dim to fit in and don't worry about what Mm -hmm. anyone's saying and you know keep striving for that greatness within you yes yeah and and Mary Madeline his twin his counterpart is exactly the same you know she excuse me her name so much clearing what going on today um she her name comes from mar meaning master and she she does she helps us to master ourselves so i i call jesus sananda um that's how he presents to me and he often reminds us that his lifetime as christ um was true what happened and but but we can evolve. He's evolved. His name has evolved from from Jesus Yeshua to Sananda, and he wants us to understand that the. I'm always going back to like the meaning of words because this is what the Archaea help us to do. Their name means origin. It's, it's always getting back to our roots, so we can heal from the roots, or understand from the roots, or speak from our roots. Um, and Christ, the word Christ actually comes from the word crystal. So it's 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 all about awakening our crystalline self, our true light, our true potential. Mary Madeline, exactly the same, um, awakening our master, the master within us, and then bringing it forward so we can express all that we are in this lifetime. And this is, you know, I think this is why she is so present and why Sananda or Jesus is coming forward to so many light workers and way showers right now, but they're asking us to evolve, just like you said, to not be so stuck on God. <clears throat> God is this in this box attached to this religion and actually just bring a lot of more freedom and evolution. So we start not 
judging and identifying from a place of the past um, so that we can always be in the cutting edge. And again, I'll go back to the female archangels, like they're always on about evolving. Let's evolve what's known and be open to you evolving your truth. And so, yeah, I hope that makes sense. It does. It's like... That's why I love talking about it because I'm a bit of, I love history too and I love seeing, you know, where things changed and my partner, he's called Christopher. So it's Chris, you know, Christ and we've had this <laughs> connection, you know, he's actually my twin flame and our journey is another story, another episode, another kind of, there's so much to that and, you know, our story is incredible and the signs we have and he's very spiritual too and so I want to kind of ask you, Callista, as well, because, you know, I love interviewing people and I love to get to know them as well, is, you know, how did, I know from being a young age, you were like very spiritual then, but when was your Mm -hmm. major shift? You know, when did you kind of have your big awakening? Yeah, around about 2005 um, into 2006 was when I, because as I grew up, like you said at the start of, this episode I did you know I, I, I the way that I saw life was mocked and I was bullied a lot at school like really physically bullied a lot at school and I thought right you know what I'm just gonna focus on fitting in rather than anything else and that's what I did I focused on fitting in and being popular and um for a while anyway but that path led me to to really focus on science and I went into um, an academic life, did my degree in medical biotechnology, became a cancer research scientist, um, lived a life that was very different to to the one that I'm living now Um, and I loved helping people like at the core of everything. The core of everything you do is innocence and purity and wonder. For me it's about, you know, the core has always been helping helping people to really have a better quality of life to to feel good within themselves like that's what I'm all about um and that's really why I went into the path of science and and cancer research especially but the more I was in that life the more I saw that it was just health was being commercialized it was a money-making machine and I just did not want to be part of that I'm I'm seeing that now as well with other industries, and I think we all are. We're kind of seeing the truth now as everything's been broken down in 2020. We're seeing people's truth, companies' truth, government's truth. Anyway, um, so I did a bit of a 360. I was engaged at the time to an academic as well, <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know, will I start a family with him because we were engaged to be married, or will I go back to... At university and do my PhD and then I was sitting at my computer desk at work one day and I was looking up evening courses because I thought maybe if I just do an evening course it will kind of give me a bit of distraction because back then it was all about distracting myself rather than actually facing what was coming up and that was fine that's where I was um, but it led me to a path in Reiki and so I went, I went along to the Reiki courses, not really realising what Reiki was, and it was taught traditionally, so it was over a course of months rather than like a day course, for example, that's taught now. And I, I, I slowly but surely met myself, met my power, reconnected to my true value of helping others and realised I wasn't really doing much in the science world. And so I left. 
and began meditating, did a lot of self-healing, a lot of self-healing, um, and cleared traumas from my childhood, from my later life that I was really carrying that had hardened me and made me very cynical and judgmental, especially about myself. And so I had a lot of healing to do. But as that, as I went through that, I began to meet angels and fairies and dragons and unicorns and all this, this the connection that I had when I was younger of speaking to fairies and <laughs> and picking up stones in the garden in my grand's garden and you know and hearing them literally hearing them hearing the plants sing all of that came back to me and um, that's what I teach about now I help teach people how to connect with nature and the angels and unicorns in, in a really strong physical way so yeah so it's a long a long a long answer to that question I love it because I've just been reading that about you in your book and it's funny when you mentioned about picking rocks up because as soon as you said that it reminded me of Frozen Frozen and Frozen 2 I don't know if you've seen Frozen 2 but I haven't seen oh, it no god it's the best thing ever like uh, like for, like obviously me being Disney Frozen I, I watched Frozen quite late on after it had been been out and then I loved it and then Frozen 2 came out and I watched that in the cinema and it just blew me away because it's such a spiritual movie like the way they have the elements in there and it's you have to watch it it's oh. incredible but yes everyone. with the rocks and things like I I'm like that I'm really connected to nature like I absolutely adore nature I've got a beautiful black Labrador Arlo who's like he's always the feature on my podcast because he's on, he's on my image on my logo <laughs> he is like my soul dog he's just amazing and I've you know I've walked him every day since being a puppy he's nearly three and I live, I'm so blessed and thankful that I live on a beautiful canal in, in Wigan where I live and the nature I have on my doorstep, you know, it's on my gratitude list every single morning. When when I'm walking him, I'm just so in awe of everything, of everything. And there's something that's coming to my mind that I want to talk to you about. And it was me and my partner, Chris, went to York and this was last week. We just went for the day. We took a picnic and we just, he wanted to see some of the historic sites because Chris is really you know into into English history and we mm -hmm. found this this battlefield which he wants to go and see and they had these like memorial things up and it was really just amazing for me to watch him how excited he was so we did this walk and I I read this story a couple of weeks ago about a butterfly and it was talking about you might have read it before it's a man and he's He's watching this butterfly trying to emerge out of its cocoon and it's struggling. So he goes and gets scissors and he cuts the cocoon and he shouldn't have done that because he said the, the butterfly needed to struggle to fly. So it kind of is yeah, like one of inspirational yeah. stories and it really touched me. And then me and Chris are walking down this path. Like this is something we haven't spoke about yet. It's all down to talk on our videos, but we, we just had this big synchronicity message happened with our earth angel she's she's one of our she's within our, our trio and it was just an amazing you know one of those kind of synchronicities that just makes you laugh because it's just another day another synchronicity another message <laughs> yeah and we send this butterfly and it was you could see it and it was only like three meters away and it was uh it was had white wings so you could see it, you know, clear as day. And it had something hanging mm -hmm. off it and it was struggling to fly. It was going up, down, up, down, up, down. And I was like, oh God, what? why is it, why is it like this? So we watched it for about a minute and it just kept going up and down. It was struggling and then it just dropped straight to the floor. 
and we ran straight over to it within like five seconds. It had literally disappeared, Callista. The, it, it couldn't have gone anywhere. Like it, where it dropped was in a, in a field. Like it, you could see like it was like gravelly. I was like, where's it yeah, gone? Yeah. So me and Chris are like, like laughing and we're saying it was our little sign because, you know, we're not struggling, but it's the, the message that I'm trying to help people with as well is that when some people are struggling, they think it's the end of the world and it's not. Like when you're struggling, I because one thing people would describe mm-hmm. me as that I see the good in everything, like literally everything. And when I say, you know, people struggle, I say, you know, this is your blessing, you know, out of this struggle is going to come an awakening, a shift, a lesson. Mm-hmm. There's going to be something miraculous at the end. So it, I just had to bring that story up because of the whole nature aspect, because I believe in fairies. I believe in unicorns. I've met my unicorn guide. He's called Napoleon. He's just amazing. And, you know, I still want to kind of connect more with with fairies and sylphs. And I mean, obviously my really good friend Zoe, as you know, Zoe too, She's she makes me like all magical about all the elements as well. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's just a anyone listening you think like when you I can I can feel when you're going to be listening to this this episode talking about unicorns and fairies and things will make you smile and get giddy because it's the child within you that wants to connect to them yes yeah definitely and I love the story about the metamorphosis and the 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 letting go to become the butterfly because that's really the bigger story of what of where humanity is as a whole right now we've we're still in that sort of cocoon state and I don't know if you know but like as when a butter when a caterpillar goes into its cocoon it literally has to melt it has to melt it has to completely like physically melt as well um and just completely let go and surrender and then it creates something called imaginal cells which I just love that even just the word imaginal cells you know it literally has yeah so it has to dream and create itself completely anew completely anew and then it obviously finds its wings and that's what's happening right now we're going through another stage of of ascension and awakening even those who have been awake or would you know term i'm an awake aware soul we're all going through our awakening as well like in every day and every moment we can we can probably identify with being the caterpillar in the state of being in that metamorphosis and the chrysalis of melting, surrendering into love, surrendering into our power, and then you know identifying with being the butterfly as well. And there's a lovely message in that as well, what you shared about just recognising the grace and the divine order and divine timing of everything and not trying to push your transformations um, the unicorns and the angels, they often say, and for those of you who've listened to me before, you're probably bored with me saying this, but you know, we can't have breakthroughs without breakdowns. We have to be able to just make peace, like you said, Pippa. Make peace with when we are going through our shifts um, and recognize that, you know, actually celebrate that because that's brilliant. We're ready to see things differently and connect with life and show up to life in a brand new way and how beautiful that is that's a miracle it is just like yeah it's just, it's just a complete miracle and I, I say to my friends and clients we are you know walking miracles we literally are a walking miracle and I I'm really passionate about self-love and passionate about you know helping people awaken as well mm-hmm. because I think 
I'm a big believer that, you know, your shift or your awakening is already written. And we do go through a few of them, but I always feel like having that support network of who you're around, because I was similar to you, Callista, I was kind of bullied in school and I was very different. and I was quite mature. I was more mature than a lot of my other friends. And I yeah. was always the kind one, you know, I, I couldn't say no. I was very just, you know, I just like to do nice things for people as I still do, but we you know with the boundaries now. So the next thing we'll talk about is the healthy boundaries, because that is one thing I am not say struggling with, but I am such a giddy, happy, magical soul that when I have something good going on in my life and bad, you know, whatever, whatever the circumstance, I am one of those people who like just wants to just spread the vibes and just kind of give everyone hope and faith. But sometimes <laughs> yeah. your boundaries need to be there. Yeah, because I'm kind of, you know, my earth angel, she always says, Pip, keep your own counsel. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then like three weeks later, I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. And it's not... I embrace the challenges, I embrace the lessons, but it's the whole healthy boundary thing because it's a it's a lesson for me for sure. But I just feel like I just need to have those healthy boundaries with certain things in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do, we do, and and as we are, you know, going forward and awakening ever more, we're becoming more sensitive, our empathic skills and you know natural empathy is rising and so what we can feel and interpret in one day energetically we would probably not be able to experience that say I don't know 10 years ago because we've we are becoming more crystalline our our Christ itself is awakening and deepening and so it's, it's more important than ever to have strong energetic boundaries and bring the power of discernment because the our discernment discernment sorry really determines our state of vibration because if we are in our conscious choice of what we're letting in for example what we're watching what we're eating who we're connecting with the conversations we're weighing in if we're really discerning then we're naturally having those energetic boundaries and we're not being drained and we're not feeling weighted by another and we're not exhausted to the point of where we just need to sit and sleep or heal ourselves um and so it's really important to have boundaries the best angel to call on for that would be archaea purity so she's the counterpart to archangel zadkiel and many of your listeners have probably heard about zadkiel and the violet flame um this great transformative power alchemical power that we can call on to help clear our fields clear our home space and really re-establish strong boundaries purity the other half of Zadkiel really helps us to hone our sensitivity and our empathy so that we are really aware of where our energy stops and where energies of others begin what I mean by that is, so we always have the awareness of what's in our energy field. And if it's not ours, we just give it back or we plug it back into source. And um, her whole chapter in the book is about mastering empathy because she recognizes, and I've seen so many people come into the angel healing courses. So angel healing was a modality that we created in 2009 
and now it's taught all over the world and um, slowly going to be online as well at the end of June, which is really exciting. It is. But um, in most angel healing courses, what I've seen is people who don't master their empathy and their sensitivity, they often don't have strong energetic boundaries. So the tendency could be to retreat from the world, live sort of a hermetic um, lifestyle or shut down their gifts or become really cynical or blame other people for how they feel like and so yeah boundaries is a big thing it requires discernment it requires personal responsibility and just really being aware of what we're putting our energy focus and vibration into yeah I love how you said that about because when you mentioned about, you know, going, shutting your gifts down and things, you know, I have seen that. I mean, I've never done that because I know that when I go through something that tests my boundaries, I want to help more. I want to do more. I want to be more sensitive. I want to be more empathetic because I just know that that's just a lesson for me to push me, keep pushing me down the path. And it is, I think for me, it, mm-hmm. people out there who kind of do get tested, you know, it's the whole, the whole kind of, you know, we have to be triggered, you know, the the whole thing about life through life from, from today onwards, there is going to be people coming into your life who are going to test you, who are going to say things you don't like, who are going to make decisions you don't like. But again, this is what I teach, you know, how, you know, it's not, it's out of your control and you, this where you have to let go. You have to let go of anyone else's problems, anyone else's decisions and the way they are and just focus on who you are and what you're here to do mm-hmm. and aligning with your purpose aligning with your higher self connecting to your guides you know because we all have guides and I feel like a lot of people haven't really connected with them and when you do it's just this amazing serene magical moment where you know you know you've got someone over you watching you and you're never alone with that and that's just such a just such a, a calm relaxing feeling to know there's angels around you guiding you every day yeah and it brings life becomes completely different it becomes from just you know focusing on the physical and the mundane and routines to all of a sudden becoming something vaster uh, our focus goes from just who we are to how we can serve how we can you know help and um, it's wonderful when we have the awareness of who our guides are, who our angels are. You know, every morning I say, what angel is here with me or what angel should I connect with? And I was sharing with you before we went online that Archea Mercy came forward and then you talked about Mary Magdalene. And so it's all synchronistic. And, and it just, yeah, it makes life much more magical, much more meaningful and it helps us to shed from the illusions and the structures and the, you know, the old ways of thinking and being. And it frees us. It frees us to know our guides, definitely. It does. So before we finish, Calista, I want to ask you this question for any listeners. You know, how do they connect to their angels? How do they connect to their guides? You know, the way I did was, you know, maybe different to how you did, but just give them some tips on that. Yeah, the best way to connect with your guides is first to acknowledge that you have them or just even open to the possibility that they are there and then carve out some time where you can really um, be in a space where you're comfortable, where you won't be disturbed and ask for your main angel 
for example, your guardian angel to come forward, your main guardian angel, and make themselves known to you in a way that you will trust. That is really important because we all connect with spirit and angels differently. And so really set the tone, set the intention that when your angel comes forward, that it's perfect for you and you will trust the connection. And you can do that through literally just, as I said, sitting and asking and then closing your eyes and just opening your awareness, being really in the moment to how they come forward, whether it's senses, whether they speak to you, whether it's visions. You may want to channel their energy through you for healing or do some channeled writing with them. And another tip is to also ask them for signs that they're with you because it's at the end of the day, we really want everyone to feel in trust and in faith that they do have angels, that they do have guides. And um, this is something that I know you, you share about a lot, Pippa. I definitely do as well. So please reach out. Um, if I can help you, I'm here for you. I love that. Thank you. And it's funny you say signs because I before I'd connected to my main guardian angel, my sign is a feather. And I don't mean just like, you know, normal big feathers. They are the white fluffy feathers that a lot of us do get. And you would laugh. I've got a Tupperware box downstairs, <laughs> so big with feathers after feathers after feathers. And a lot of people say, I'm going to find a feather today. I was like, no, it finds you. Because I, when I'm on a walk with Arlo, yes. I just let my my soul just lead the way because there's so many different paths I can take down the walk and every time I, I see at least five maybe ten and a lot of the time when I'm talking in my higher self talking about because I say you know when you're inspired you're inspirited so you're very like on a high vib high vibration I tend to just be talking about you know what I'm really yeah. excited about and what I'm aligned with and there's just feather after feather after feather and when I connected to my main guardian angel which is Raphael and he is obviously the the healing guardian angel because I am I am a powerful healer and I know that and I'm trying to step into that when I looked him up and wants to learn more about him he, his sign is a feather and I was like thank you thank you thank you <laughs> yeah. and it just it just made everything everything just made sense and like you said before Callista you know the world is different when I go outside now after I've had this huge shift and uh, this last most recent awakening, the world looks completely different. I am so more, mm -hmm. I'm much more connected. My eyes are open. It's like I've took a layer off my eyes, a layer off my skin. It's just beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I just urge you definitely to go and buy Callista's book because I'm, I'm just going to be so drawn to it at the moment, like picking it up and wanting to read it. And I know I'm going to absolutely adore I'm going to want to reread it all the time. So definitely pick up Callista's book. Oh, thank you, Pippa. Yeah, it's definitely a, a, a book to share. It's very empowering. And um, in the back of it, there's links to how you can connect with me as well on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I do a lot um, every week. I share so much about angels and unicorns and nature so it'd be great to connect with you yeah and i'll put all of your links in the show notes too so all the listeners can find you easily as well brilliant thank you pippa thank you everyone yeah, so thank much thank you so much for being on with me i've loved this and i can talk to you for hours and hours and hours but i'll definitely get you <laughs> back on at some point for sure but i hope you have a lovely day and 
Thank you to all the listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I definitely have. It's such an amazing topic that I can talk about for so long, especially being connected so much. And if you really want to connect, you know, reach out to Callista because I'm going to be reaching out to her a lot more when I want to talk about more about angels, especially the Archaea angels. And I'm just going to go on a walk now and be so more connected after talking to you. So thank you so much for being you. Oh, blessings. So much love, Pippa. Thank you. So I hope you, hope you enjoyed it, guys. And I'll be back again with another episode soon. You can find me on the links. Hit subscribe, share this episode, and I will chat to you all very soon. Bye for now. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.